laughing right in front of the microphone. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, welcome to the To Our Gathered Catholic Podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Father Rob, how are you doing today? Hey, Jim. I'm doing pretty well. We uh, have a beautiful day here in Milwaukee, and um, spring is definitely in the air, and I'm good. I'm good. We just had two of our seminarians were ordained deacons on Saturday, a couple days ago, um, up in La Crosse, and so they joined six Milwaukee seminarians who were ordained deacons a week prior. So we now have eight of our men in the house that are full-fledged deacons, transitional deacons. They'll be ordained priests uh, a little over a year from now. So there's much rejoicing happening here in our seminary community. Do they get excited about that? Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've been... This I mean, is, it's another step in the process, It's but a I'm very Yeah, and it's a very significant step for them, because now they're clerics, they're ordained, granted not priests yet, but they're on their way. And this opens up for them a lot of neat opportunities, because they get to preach regularly now as deacons. They can perform certain sacraments, such as baptisms and marriages, and uh, they can bury the dead. And so in their teaching parishes in the coming year... They'll have an opportunity to do all those things, and that's going to help them just to feel a lot more comfortable and experienced once... uh, They don't physically do that, though. What do you mean? Bury the dead. They're not just um, grabbing no, I, cadavers and putting them in the ground. No, no, I don't I mean, think they, they actually. They, they can perform a funeral. There you go. That they okay. they can perform a funeral. Right? They don't actually bury <laughs> the deceased person. I don't believe <laughs> they right. get to bury the dead. Although when I was a pastor for two years on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, we did literally bury the dead. I mean, we uh, everybody wow. there was invited to take a shovel and kind of scoop some dirt into the grave. So actually, it's kind of a neat custom, but. Well, that's yes. the easy part. the The hard part's digging the hole. Well, right, <laughs> right. Yes. Did you have to do that too? No, no. It was you already didn't have prepared. To dig the hole? I think they brought a backhoe <laughs> and, and had it all ready to go. And I didn't even fall in one ever either. So that's well, that's, that's kind fantastic. of impressive because I'm you know I can be a little klutzy. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good for good for the transitional deacons mm. who are now out burying dead people. <laughs> That's exactly. fantastic. One of them is your friend Stephen Weller, who you talked with once. Oh yeah, yeah he he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. So you know, if I die, I want Stephen to bury me. <laughs> I'll I'll be sure that he knows about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. I hope you're not planning on dying anytime soon. I mean, we're, we're, no, we're not that far into these podcasts. Know. I know. We never know. We have to be ready every day. Yeah, this is true. All right. So that's fantastic. I um, thanks for asking. I uh, have been suffering. Uh, I knew you were th- wondering how how I was, um, but <laughs> suffering allergies to oh. it, every year. It just it gets worse and worse and worse. Seriously, we had um, eighty seven degree weather on Saturday. Yep, we did too. Here, mm-hmm. we were so excited. Jen and I were so excited to go out. I mean, excited is a strong word, but we were ready to get like all the yard work done that we ignored in the fall. Sure, and and try to get it all like spruced up and stuff like that. But allergies were just killing us both. Really, we we barely got through the day. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, spring is is beautiful to look at, but I know that a lot of people suffer with allergies. Of course, you're you're the type of person that when you suffer with something. You never complain about it. You suffer silently and heroically and don't, you know, talk about your suffering, which is awesome. <laughs> I think you're making fun of me. I've left you speechless. Yes, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was kind of making fun of you, but... We, yeah. No, but I'm allergies the, are nothing to sneeze I'm little, at. I'm a little whiny. Wow. Did you catch that pun? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm editing out this entire conversation after that joke. Oh, come on. That was just See? awful. <laughs> oh. No, it just feels like, like I never had allergies when I was a kid. And now that I'm old, yeah. it's just like they hit me like a truck. It's just terrible. And I'm just the opposite. I got weekly allergy shots as a kid for like ragweed and really? and dust. Yeah, now and now as an adult, I don't have any problems. So I don't know. I don't wow. know. It's, bu- it's well, bizarre. Good for you. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, what we're going to talk about today. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to delve into your um, your Jesuit 
uh, deeply rich Jesuit traditions because I don't know if people know this, but you're a Jesuit. Ah, I am indeed. And I hope to... And you like it a lot. I do. I'm a happy Jesuit, a joyful Jesuit, I think, most of the time. And uh, one of the reasons I can maintain my peace of mind and my joy is because I practice a form of prayer every day that I'm trying to also get the seminarians to practice. And I'd like to, we'd like to share it today with our listeners. And uh, it is very much associated with the Jesuits, um, although it's practiced by many people uh, beyond the Society of Jesus. But it's a form of prayer that Ignatius, St. Ignatius, our founder, uh, kind of outlined for us in the spiritual exercises. And so it's something that for about 500 years we've been sharing uh, with the world at large. And uh, we call it, we have kind of a shorthand name for it. We just call it the examine. Uh, That's kind of a a short way of saying an examination of consciousness. Now, I have to say right away that um, this is not the same thing as the examination of conscience I was going to ask that question. I know, I know, I know. I just stomped all over it. I know you weren't quick enough on the draw. (laughs) No, because what I was saying, (laughs) (laughs) there was a pause. If you had taken a breath, maybe I would have thrown that in there. (laughs) You know how loquacious I can be. It's hard for me to pause. I'll slow down. That's one of your endearing qualities. Oh, you're so complimentary. (laughs) Thank you. So it's not the same as examination of consciousness. It is not. Is that right, Father? Jim, you are so on target with that comment because... Well, explain more, please. Okay, well, (laughs) most Catholics, before they go to (laughs) confession, they would do what we call an examination of conscience. And of course, our conscience is uh, that interior voice, the voice of God, really, the Holy Spirit kind of letting us know uh, when we've uh, committed a sin or done something morally wrong. And so we talk about examining our conscience before we confess our sins in in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. But what what we're going to talk about today is something a little different. We call it this examination of consciousness or an awareness examine. And what it basically consists in is um, looking over the day as it winds down. Generally, you don't want to do it too late at night when you're exhausted and falling asleep during it. But sometime in the evening, you pause and look over your day uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to kind of show you where God was active and present in your day. So it's a way of being more aware or being more conscious of God's activity and presence throughout the day in various ways. Um, Each and every day, God is always like at work in our lives, right? He speaks to us. He acts uh, in various ways. He can give us thoughts. He can inspire good words and deeds. Uh, He can elicit certain feelings or emotions that are telling and indicative of his action and presence. So the idea is to kind of just pause at the end of the day and take stock of the day and specifically, you know, where where was God in this day? Where did I... uh, Maybe in the in the moment, I was too busy or distracted to notice. But at the end of the so, day, yeah, go ahead. Well, so uh, this was so important to uh, Saint Ignatius that um, he would he would tell uh, uh, what would you call the people who were following him at that point? Um, you just like tell his um, followers, yeah, his followers or the members his of peeps. his order, his his peeps. Yes, yeah, so he probably wouldn't use that term, but he probably but. wouldn't. <laughs> so, but it was so important to to Saint Ignatius that that he said, I think he said, um, keep this prayer above all others. If you if you forget a prayer, forget something else. Don't forget this one because this is a this is the critical prayer. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but isn't that isn't that no, was, you're that right. was his attitude, right? That's exactly what he said. He said that this is so central for us as Jesuits that yeah, if you get to nothing else in your day, prayer wise, you know, never drop this. He thought it was that essential. And one thing that help one thing that helps us to like understand his perspective is that at the time that he was founding the Jesuits, you know, there were a lot of monastic orders. Um, there weren't 
quite as many active religious. And so our spirituality kind of thrusts us out of the monastery and into the world. And because of that, we're, we're pretty busy, active men. And so uh, Ignatius was concerned that uh, we wouldn't find God in all things, as he said, that we wouldn't detect God's presence and action unless we stopped and, and really prayed about our day. So he actually, he actually asked that we do it twice a day, like midday and then in the evening. Um, I think most of us Jesuits, and when we teach it to other people, we usually say, you know, if you can do 10 or maybe 15 minutes in the evening with this prayer, you're already doing very well. But I think there probably are some uh, Jesuits that also do it twice a day. You know, they'll look over the morning sometime in the middle of the day, and then at the end of the day, they'll look over the rest of the day. Um, but the, the whole point is to, first of all, be very grateful. So as we look for God's presence, as we try to discern, you know, where God spoke to us that day, we're really asking, you know, what can I praise God for? What can I thank Him for from this day? And Is that the first step? So that's kind of, well, that's kind of like one of the, I would say the main purpose, one of two main purposes, and we'll get, yeah, we'll get into the different steps of the prayer in a moment, but I think just, you know... I jump ahead? That's Sorry. okay, no worries. Um, I mean, actually, it is kind of the first step as well, is, gra- is gratitude. I'm, I'm reading it here, it says step one, gratitude, so I thought we were talking about step one. <laughs> well, yes, it's both a step and a purpose, so... Um, okay. But I don't want to go through the other steps quite yet. Um, oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, so now, now, now i got to slow, slow you down, you see. Um... Okay. So step five. So, so um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, fellows, you are a jokester. Uh, um, sorry, man. That's okay. Tell so, me when we're talking about step one, and I'll let you go. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so one of the purposes is just being able to say thank you to God. And when you think about it, I mean, every one of us should be able to say thank you to God every day for any number of things, even on the worst day, the lousiest day. You know, many of us were well taken care of in terms of our material needs, which ultimately come from God and are benefits of His. You know, many of us have uh, people in our lives that we might have interacted with today, uh, be that family members or co-workers um, who, you know, are friends of ours, who who love us, who, who make life meaningful, so we can, you know, each and every day we can thank God for certain things that are probably part and parcel of our daily life, but then each day also provides maybe new experiences or new ways of thanking God for something that happens. So, so one of the main purposes of the prayer is just to increase our sense of gratitude to God for His gifts. The other, I would say the other main purpose of this prayer is by looking over our day, we're trying to see, uh, well, it's, a, it's an exercise in discernment. So we're trying to discern the workings of the Holy Spirit, and we're also trying to discern how perhaps the evil spirit was at work uh, tempting us or whispering lies to us. Because in each and every day, uh, these two spirits, the, the good spirit and the bad spirit, are at work in our hearts, in our minds, uh, in our actions. And so we're looking over the day to try to say, okay, where, where was the Holy Spirit clearly speaking to me or inviting me to do such and such, and how did I respond? Did I cooperate with the Spirit, the good Spirit, the Holy Spirit? And then we also can say, you know, as I look over the day, I realize I was kind of tempted by this uh, sinful, you know, uh, desire. Or I just found myself, you know, kind of wallowing in self-pity or, or thinking about things that are really not holy. And so maybe I can detect in hindsight that the evil spirit was somehow present and whispering to me. And then I can ask, how did I... How did I respond? Did I rebuke that spirit quickly and turn myself back to the Lord? Or did I kind of let myself get duped again and, and, and maybe get stuck or paralyzed in some, uh, you know, bad situation? So, so I would say those are the two main goals, uh, gratitude and discernment. But you can do this prayer successfully and well in, uh, in I would say, like 10 minutes you know, maybe 15 minutes top. So the nice thing about it is it's not a prayer that requires a huge investment in time. 
And I think everybody can do this prayer because every one of us, you know, even on the most boring day, the most unstructured day, you know, throughout the day, there's lots of things that go on within us and around us. So, you know, on a typical day for many of us, think about just how many different uh, decisions we make. Think about how many people we encounter, uh, different, uh, you know, events and activities that we're about. Think about how many different emotions we have throughout the course of the day. And those emotions can be, uh, they can be perhaps just strictly psychological, but very often emotions also have a spiritual dimension to them. So I feel myself, you know, kind of um, inflamed with a certain joy, um, or maybe I'm living with a certain peace, but then also I could, for a period of time during the day, be kind of plagued by some anxiety or some depression. And again, this might be just purely psychological, but it could also be indicative of the action, again, of these, of these spirits, the Holy Spirit and, and our, our spiritual enemy. So, so, you know, every day kind of provides this opportunity to pause and, and review it. Sometimes you, people will call this an evening review, too. That's another term that I've heard for this day, for the, I mean, for, the, for this kind of prayer. So um, if you never know what to pray with, you can just pray with the stuff of your daily life. Because, you know, our, our Catholic belief, our Christian belief is that because of the Incarnation, uh, God truly is found in all things, and God shows up every day in our life um, and, and is involved in, in all that we're about. So, But the, the, the steps of, of the examine um, feels very much like it's a spiritual exercise, but it's also an intellectual exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very well constructed, and, and um, you got to do a lot of thinking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he's pretty systematic uh, about it, or the way that it's evolved, especially in these, in these various steps. Um, yeah, it has a certain structure to it. I think one of the dangers is that we can get focused too much on, you know, the step-by-step procedure of the thing. I think most people find that they use the structure for a time as they're beginning to learn this prayer, and then eventually it just becomes very natural. And, you know, so it's one of those things where the structure is helpful, but um, it shouldn't be so rigid that you can't adapt it or exercise some flexibility. You know, as I'm saying that now, I'm thinking of um, a Jesuit brother that I knew when I was out on the reservation, Brother Claire Simon. He's deceased now, but he had, he had, he was really, uh, you know, a funny guy and, and very much of a character, very unique. Uh, there's lots of quirky Jesuits uh, in the world, but he, um, he used to say he was a cook. I don't know any of them. I, I know. <laughs> I'll introduce you to some someday. Um, but he, he was one of the things he did as a brother. He wasn't a priest. He was a Jesuit brother. And I don't know, people might not even know that, that the Jesuits have both priests and brothers within the order. But, uh, you know, he was, he was a brother that was also a cook. That was one of his main jobs. And he used to say, he used to quote this little proverb. He said, a recipe is a guide, not a girdle. It's a guide, not a girdle. So in other words, the recipe, you know, you, you want to follow the recipe more or less, but it's a guide and you can kind of uh, tweak it. You know, it isn't a girdle that's meant to so- be a straight jacket, you might say, to, to you know, make it, make it super, super sure. rigid. So well, I, like I, I think this, you know, as we talk about now, these steps Ken, of the Ken, smart Jesuit. That's yeah, okay, good. Yeah, right. Smart. Right. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> very practical, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's how I would approach this this examine prayer as we talk through these steps, like people shouldn't, um, you know, worry too much about exactly what order they're in or whatever, but more what what's the heart of this prayer and how, you know, and, and, and again, with time and experience, it might be tweaked a little bit to fit your, you know, your way of approaching things, but... So, so we're going to teach them the steps of the prayer, and then, <laughs> and then tell we're going to tell them, them to ignore it. Basically. No, Good. that's not what true. What a great podcast. <laughs> we're going to encourage them to use the steps, but eventually to know that it's okay if they, if they uh, you know, have a little fluidity with them. You know, God, God wants us to be flexible. Father, I think you're speaking as a person who's been doing this for 20 years, and and, uh, you've got the examine down. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
That may be true. That may be true. You think about those of us that uh, are, are kind of new to the thing. <laughs> All right. And I, think and it's a, I think it's a lifelong process to get to that fluid, fluidity point, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Well, if not lifelong, it, it takes some time. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. I would agree with that. And what we can do, too, just for those that are listening, is um, we'll post a, uh, a form of the examine on our Facebook page so that people can access it and download it if they want. Um, so they don't have to necessarily write it all down as we right. go through it. But um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just got the image of people like writing stuff down during our podcast. I'm <laughs> like, that can't be true. No, probably not. Hopefully not while they're driving their car. Uh, please get your pens and papers out, folks, <laughs> right. because our podcast is about to begin. It's about to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's hysterical. I think well, all our, can we? Well, I was going to say, our, our listeners are probably all so intelligent that they can, they'll memorize this as, I, as we go through it. You know, they're right. They're yeah. brilliant. So they don't need to write anything down. Can we, can we hit the steps? Yeah, been, let's do I've it. I've been chopping at the bit to find out what these steps are. Okay. Okay. So um, the first step, traditionally, traditionally, the first step is that, as well, I should say this, bef- almost like a prelude even like pre-step number one would be wherever you're going to go pray this examine prayer, whether it's in your living room or out in your backyard or maybe in your adoration chapel or wherever you are, it's always good before we pray just to make kind of a transition from the activity we've been involved in to just praying. So the first thing to do is just to kind of become still, um, you know, maybe you focus on your breathing for a moment just as a way of relaxing yourself. Uh, you can invoke uh, briefly, um, you know, the fact that you're in God's presence, that you know, God is aware of you, that you're about to pray. Whatever, whatever helps you to just sort of make a brief transition from the activity of the day to now going into uh, prayer. So that, that would be helpful. Um, once you've done that, and that can be pretty brief. Um, Usually the first step of the examine involves kind of a quick looking at the day and saying, is there anything that kind of jumps out of my day that I'm especially grateful for, that I like, that I want to say thank you to God for right away? Um, Not every day will be like this, but some days, you know, maybe something happened that just made my heart leap for joy something that I just really am super grateful for, and I want to start off by thanking God for that. You know, it could be a friend of mine that I hadn't heard from in years called me up out of the blue. Or maybe it's that uh, I got, you know, some really good news um, about a relative of mine, and I'm just on cloud nine, you know. I mean, not every day has a big, major uh, moment of grace like that, but, but, you know, often enough, something happens in our day that we, we're just really grateful for and kind of makes our day, as we say. So we can, we can begin by just noting if there's anything in my day that I, that I want to thank God for in, in, with, with special, uh, you know, intensity. Um, so that's kind of step one. Traditionally, then, the second step of the prayer is actually begging God for insight so that as I do this examine, it's not me just kind of navel-gazing or looking over the day with my own lights, but really asking that the Holy Spirit inspire this examine so that as I, as I look over my day kind of in detail, the Holy Spirit is going to bring to mind what's really essential with respect to my relationship with God, you know, and, and with respect to, like, virtues and things like that. So, so anyway, so I, you might start with gratitude briefly and then move into this next step of a petition, petitioning the help of God, petitioning the light of the Holy Spirit. Um, so then the next step that follows is really the heart and soul of the prayer, and, and it's the part of the prayer that would take the most time. And so now, once I've invoked the help of God, I, I kind of prayerfully walk through my day, like hour by hour. So if I'm doing this prayer, let's say at 8 o'clock at night, I'd go back to when I got up in the morning, and I just kind of, you know, try to walk through my day, and, and it helps. I, I will sometimes do this prayer with my 
calendar before me so that I can recall kind of what happened. I might have I might have a whole bunch of meetings and different things that I did that day. And so as a help, it, it you know, if it is helpful, you can have your um, calendar right there uh, before you as well. So you can kind of recall what happened. But just kind of starting up from starting from when I got up. So, you know, I got up this morning, I had a hot shower, you know, that's awesome. I can thank God for that. Um, I can, you know, move into the fact that I spent, a, for me, I often start the day with a holy hour, so I can recall what might have happened during that hour of prayer in the morning. Um, then I can move into, you know, maybe I went to breakfast, or maybe I had a, a meeting with somebody right after, you know, my prayer. Uh, mass, you know, for me, the Mass is always part of my morning, so I might recall something that was mentioned in the homily, something that might have moved me or touched my mind. Um, so you just kind of keep walking through the day, hour by hour, uh, asking the Lord to show you, you know, what's the, what's kind of the spiritual significance of what happened today. Um, <clears throat> now, as I do this, some of the things that I might recall are, are kind of ordinary. Maybe they're even a regular part of my day. Like for me as a priest, you know, Mass is kind of a daily thing. Prayer, a holy hour, is kind of a daily thing. But then there might be other things that happened that were unique to that day. Um, and so I'm just trying to, you know, follow the day through and, and, and let the Lord show me, you know, uh, where, where was he within all of that? And what was he maybe speaking to me? You mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that it was 87, and you and Jen were outside doing some yard work, and it was very nice, very summery-like day here as well in Milwaukee. So, you know, what was it like to maybe be outside that day and just take a walk or work in the yard or just, just enjoy the warmth of the sun, you know, as a gift of God? So things that you know, we kind of take for granted or maybe are so easily overlooked. It, the examine can help us to kind of plumb the depths of these things and say, you know, nothing is really to be taken for granted. Everything comes from God's hands. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier, as I'm going hour by hour through the day, I also can, might... Can I throw in something yeah, yeah, about please, the please. gratitude I've been babbling thing? on a long time, so jump in. <laughs> that's all right. That's, that's, that's one of your strengths. You're, <laughs> you're good at that. <laughs> um, and so, and, and I, I will, and when I do the exam later on today, I will uh, Good. Uh, uh, be uh, grateful for that babbling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, and I'll take full ownership of this, and there's been periods of my life, largest periods of my life than lesser periods of my life, where finding things to be grateful for mm -hmm. has been almost impossible. Okay. Like it just, they wouldn't spring into my head. Yep. And what, what I needed to do, um, what I found to be beneficial when I was in those like really dark periods of, of my life where there was nothing that I could see that was, uh, I could be grateful for. Um, I would force myself to write down, um, five things. Uh huh. And it could be as basic as it was nice out mm -hmm. or, you know, or I tied my shoes today, which I don't have any shoelaces anymore. So that doesn't <laughs> count. But, but it would, but the reason that I would write them down, I would write them down and I would date them. Yeah. And then, um, after a couple months, I could go back and I could look at, um, my my growth in gratitude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a nice that's a nice turn of a phrase. It is. Um, but but I could see like at the beginning when it was hard, because I think gratitude is um, it's it's a muscle that needs to be you know exercised. Oh, totally. It's maybe you the have most foundational. To practice that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 everything that I'm reading about Ignatius is you know be grateful. Show yeah. gratitude to God, mm -hmm. and you know, you, you know, you know him better than I do. But um, tell me if I'm wrong. No, gratitude was huge for him, and I think it, it, it's just a basic spiritual attitude we all need. Because without it, it's so much easier to get discouraged and just stay stuck in the glass being half empty instead of half right. full, right? So, no, it's it's really a, you know we talk about an attitude of gratitude being super foundational for our lives. And so, you know, in a way, Jim, you were doing the examine without 
maybe even knowing it or naming it as such, right? You were you were looking over the day and trying to pull out things uh, that you could write down and hold on to, and that got you through some dark periods. And I think we all need that, you know. And the other thing, you know, that this can do, this gratitude focus, what it can do is help us to realize that um, we are not, you know, we talk about like the self-made man or self-made woman. None of us is really self-made, right? I mean, everything comes from God as gift. And even the things that we do um, with our own natural abilities, well, where do those abilities come from? Where does our body come from, our life itself? It all comes from God. So I think that's why gratitude is so foundational, because it reminds us that all is gift and that we're really dependent on God. And so it works against a certain unhealthy like self-reliance, or we talk about in theology terms a Pelagian attitude. Pelagius was this guy who thought that we could earn our way to heaven just based on our own good works. And it's like, right. no, you know, even the great saints, Mother Teresa or whoever, they'll tell you right away that any good that they do, it's only possible because of God's prior gift of grace. So that's, that's what I think this, this prayer will cultivate uh, for us. Yeah, so great. Um, do you have, do you have more to say about that? Or? Um, well, I will say that, uh, um, like doing two, two or three months of mm-hmm. the gratitude yep. journaling, yep. um, was, it, it was, it was really mind blowing mm-hmm. the difference between month three and month one yep. and, you know, the first few days and, and how easy it became and, and how more. Um, you know, like I was, it was the, the list would, it wouldn't just be five. It'd be like mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and showing gratitude to God. Like that's the, it's like, wait, I got a list of things first. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's my laundry list, the things you got to fix. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll be grateful later on. That's, yeah. and I have a, I have a very immature attitude about that sometimes. Well, we all, and that's how we can operate though. That's pretty common, I think, you know, and uh, yeah. And I think that's why we start with gratitude in this prayer is it because, you know, it's it, later on, we might have a petition or we might want to make a complaint, uh, which is fine. But to begin with gratitude just reminds us fundamentally that God is so good to us and we're really indebted to him each and every day. Um, so, yeah, so as part of that, you know, hour by hour walk through the day, I mean, a lot of it is focused on gratitude and saying thank you to God for blessings. But there's also an awareness as I go through my day, you know, kind of hour by hour, activity by activity, that um, not everything in the day might have been so wonderful um, that I might have, uh, as I said earlier, I might have been somehow enticed by the enemy of my human nature, as St. Ignatius calls him, you know, that Satan is always at work. Um, in 1 Peter, he, there's that, that image of uh, Satan as kind of a lion on the prowl, you know, looking to devour, looking to trip us up. Um, to harm us. So, you know, as I go through my day, I might notice, oh, yeah, I see that when my coworker, you know, made that kind of insulting comment, I really got bent out of shape. And I, I actually let the, the anger kind of linger for a while. Or, you know, when I saw somebody in my life get rewarded, it, what it evoked in me was not gratitude for their achievement. What it evoked was kind of a jealousy or an envy or maybe a sense of incompetence, like, oh, I'm not that good. And then I then I kind of ran with the lie, and I wallowed in self-pity for, you know, the rest of the afternoon. So it's like, at the end of the day, as I take stock of what happened, it's important, too, just to name where, where maybe I got off track, where maybe the um, the evil spirit kind of got the best of me. And, and, then I, and then I just kind of say, okay, Lord, I apologize if I need to. I can ask for forgiveness for any ways that I was not faithful to God or didn't cooperate with his inspirations. And I just kind of resolve to, you know, do better the next day. And so it's not about beating myself up for maybe not always cooperating with God's grace, but it's just taking note of it and entrusting myself yet again to God. Now, mm-hmm. if I did commit some kind of more serious sin that I noted, you know, as I go through my day, I said, you know, that really was pretty pretty grave, then I might say, I got to go to confession sometime soon to uh, unburden myself of that. But 
And so that's kind of the next step is, you know, maybe that step of forgiveness or maybe in the moment, I, I, as I'm doing my exam and I might say an act of contrition, um, if there was some way that I was uncharitable in the day, for example. Um, and we have to remember, too, that we can sin both by commission, by doing something actively wrong, but also by omission, by not by not doing, by failing to do what I'm supposed to do. So, you know, just as I note any sins in this exam, and I, uh, I ask forgiveness in the moment, and then I resolve to go to confession if I need to. But again, I, I want to make, sh- make clear that with this ex- exam and prayer, it's not focused primarily on, on sin, the way the examination of conscience is, but nonetheless, um, taking stock of sin can be kind of part of it. You know, is, is there a temptation to be overly scrupulous in that? Part? Yeah, there there certainly are, and I know I know people that struggle with that. But you know, I think if anything in our culture today, it's probably the opposite problem, where people are their consciences are pretty lax, or maybe we we kind of justify ourselves in things that are actually pretty pretty badly wrong, but we just kind of you know we just aren't encouraged anymore to really own our sin and and uh, bring it to confession. So that, that may be more the problem. So, so we've gotten from gratitude to, you know, like initial gratitude for something maybe big or major, and then taking time in this prayer to ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance. Uh, so it's not just me thinking about the day, but it really is uh, God shedding light on it. Then the, the heart and soul of the prayer and the longest part of the prayer would be going kind of through the day, hour by hour. Another step then, if, if we notice anything, is to ask for forgiveness and to resolve to bring any sins that we've committed in that day to confession, if need be. And then kind of the, the prayer ends very briefly with a look ahead to, to tomorrow, assuming that we're doing this in the evening. But looking ahead, if we're doing it in the morning or in midday, looking ahead to the rest of the day and saying, okay, I just want to ask you, Lord, to uh, inspire whatever's coming up in my day. Um, you know, maybe as I do this in the evening, I'm aware that tomorrow morning I've got a big meeting at work or something significant is going to happen. And so I just want to basically entrust the future to God's guidance and providential uh, help. Um, yeah, so it, it's, that, that's, that can be very brief, you know, 30 seconds or something like that. So I think, I think the key to this is doing it kind of regularly because if we do it daily, um, it just becomes... I don't know, just it gets woven into our spiritual lives. And just like you found with your gratitude journal that, you know, you were different after three months than you were after only a month, I think practicing the examine over months and years, it it just begins to shape us so that we are more grateful people, so that we do, even in the moment, I find for myself that I'm much more attuned to God's workings in the present moment because I do the examine. I mean, there's still things I miss and that at the end of the day I'll say, oh yeah, you know, God, I really saw you there, but I, I didn't notice you at the time. But well, the more this, the... Brings me, this brings me mm-hmm. to my question. I'm, yeah. I'm going to interject questions here. Sure, sure. <laughs> do it. So how long have you been doing the examine? Well, I mean, we were taught it as novices, so we're talking from sometime in the fall of 1987. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing it. You know, I can't say I've been faithful to it every single day, but but it's been certainly consistent uh, since then. So what is that, 30, 34 years or something like that? Eight. Wow. So um, looking back on the last 34 years, um, how do you feel like this uh, practice of prayer has um, helped to um, mold you or change you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good question. And I would say that I'm probably a lot more grateful to God now than I would have been like as a younger person. I think in high school and college before ever, pre- well, I didn't, I probably wasn't, you know, a man of great prayer. I know I wasn't then anyway. I mean, certainly just in general, my prayer life has been more uh, consistent and deep since I joined the, the Jesuits. But I think, you know, as a younger person, I probably took a lot more stuff for granted. I mean, I grew up, you know, with a pretty comfortable life materially. I had a lot of advantages given to me uh, education-wise. Just I had relationships in my life. And I think I think now I'm, I'm just a lot more grateful for even small things, and I see them more as gifts than I did when I was uh, younger. So that's I think that's a huge benefit. 
Another thing I would say in terms of just being shaped or formed by this prayer, and I kind of mentioned this already, is I, I, I just, I think I'm more readily aware of the Holy Spirit in my day and also the unholy spirit in my day than I was before beginning to practice this prayer. So I'm, you know, my, my kind of my spiritual antennae are kind of like more attuned to things going on. And so um, I'm just more quickly aware, like when my heart is moved by something like really consoling, um, really beautiful, or on the, on the other on the, on the flip side, if I find myself suddenly, um, you know, like assailed by a temptation, or maybe there's a, a pang of, ooh, that, you know, I get anxious about something, or feel guilty about something, or saddened by something. So, um, yeah, I think I just noticed more because of this prayer, kind of what God is doing, and what the unholy spirit is doing throughout the day. Um, another thing I would say, maybe the uh, last thing I would say is a fruit of this prayer is real humility, because the exam teaches us that, as I said earlier, everything comes from God's hands, and it's really all His work. I mean, I'm kind of His instrument, and I try to cooperate every day as best I can, but I fail a lot too. So it's a, it's a lot about humility um, and saying, yeah, you know, I, it's all God, really. Um, I, I do my small share um, oh, and maybe the last thing I would say, too, is it does increase my confidence in God's, like, presence and action in my everyday life. Like, I really do have a greater belief and trust that God is not going to just leave me hanging. He's not going to, like, not show up tomorrow, because I know He shows up every day, and I see it. So it, it can really help us, like, increase our confidence that even though life might be hard at times, God is right there walking with us, and I can I can kind of see Him you know, being mediated through people, through beauty, through all the good things that happen each and every day. So, um, yeah, those are some... Would you agree with Ignatius that this is uh, your most important prayer of the day? Uh, I would say so. I mean, I would say, like, you know, most days I still do other forms of prayer, like the breviary, and I do mental prayer using scripture. So I don't go long periods without those other forms of prayer. But if on a given day, for whatever reason, if I'm sick or I'm just super, super busy and I don't get to some other form of prayer, I I really, I really never want to let this drop. I I guess I see it as that crucial. Um, So yeah, I, I would say it is, it's, it's really an important part of my of my day, and I don't ever want to let it drop, even if it's shortened or truncated. <laughs> Your endorsement could be a little more enthusiastic. <laughs> oh. uh, I guess it's a good prayer. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, what should I say? I'm sorry. Uh, well, wait, what did I say before? I said that, uh, yeah, I guess I would say that this prayer, well, I don't know, I... I don't know how to add to that. Um, I don't. I don't want you to be. We're gonna cut all this stuff. Yeah, out, I, but I, I don't know. want you to BS. I just. Uh, yeah, maybe be a little more. I, I, I thought you were a little bit more. Um, you know, uh, a, a little bit more passionate about this prayer uh, than. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tr- let me see if I can try to rephrase it here. Uh, why don't you actually you ask me you 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 introduce it with that question again? Okay. Or that comment. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Father, would you um, agree with St. Ignatius that this is um, the most important prayer of your day? Are you a big fan of it? Uh, I would say that, Jim. I think that uh, for me, you know, the examine has become now such like a foundational part of my spirituality that I can't imagine letting a day go by without doing it. Now, I know in saying that, I don't want to minimize the importance of other forms of prayer, and certainly we can say the Mass is our greatest prayer, but, and I think Ignatius would be on board with that, but I, I do agree with him that in terms of like mental prayer or the kind of prayer that we can do each day, the prayer of examine is huge for me, especially because my, my life is so active. I'm not, I'm not a contemplative. I'm, I'm a contemplative in action, I hope. That's a phrase that we Jesuits use. But my day is often filled with lots of different stuff, which is true for probably most of our listeners, too. So for me, this prayer is really huge. And 
and I don't ever want to let it go because it just, well, for the reasons that I've already explained, you know, what it, what it provides for me. So I would really want to encourage our listeners, too, to make it a foundational part of their spiritual lives. Uh, because I think for active, busy people, it is really hugely important to pause and take stock of God's action and presence in, in all of that activity. Can I offer a, 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 an analysis, even though I've never done this prayer? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe I'll start. Um, the, the qualifications about the Mass, and, and um, I, I'm sure, I'm guessing, again, you know St. Ignatius a lot better than I do, but I'm guessing that St. Saint, Saint Ignatius um, had uh, uh, tremendous reverence for the Mass. yes. Um, the, the rosary also is considered one of the most powerful prayers that we can do, but, um, the examine, as I hear you talk about it, seems like it's, it's probably, um, its greatest power is to, is self-reflection and personal growth and spiritually. Yeah. And I think, um, it does help us to know ourselves well, uh, better and I think, as we've been saying throughout the podcast, just in terms of gratitude and and discernment, I, right. I think it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good. Good well, enough. We're, we're up to almost, well, I know we're going to edit some out, but. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get it down to yeah. two hours. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we do what we, things that we like? What do, th- what do we like, Father? Is there anything that we like this week? Well, you know, given that we're talking about a form of prayer that is near and dear to us Jesuits, I thought we might highlight today uh, something called the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. Uh, it's an organization that's been around for quite a while, and um, they've got a, a nice website that people can check out, but basically... It's an opportunity for younger people. So a lot of the Jesuit Volunteer Corps members are people right out of college. Maybe they're, you know, still trying to work out uh, what their vocation is or what their career is going to be. But it's an opportunity for people to give over to the Jesuit Volunteer Corps a year or two of their life to work uh, with poorer communities. And, uh, And there's a whole spiritual component to this. So... It's meant to be a highly, you know, spiritual and faith-filled experience. So bringing some of those Catholic and Ignatian values to uh, living out those values in direct service to the poor and trying to help build up the common good. Um, And during that year or two of service, uh, there's an emphasis also on kind of living very simply, uh, letting go of a lot of the kind of the consumerist attitude that can infect us in our, in our Western culture especially. Um, there's also a whole emphasis on community. So a person in the JVC, Jesuit Volunteer Corps, is not sort of left to live and work by themselves, but they, they live in community and work in community. So there's also that dimension to it. And they're, they're basically just trying to, you know, create um, a more just society. So bringing to bear, uh, you know, the gospel values of, of justice and peace. So I just thought it would be good to maybe highlight this group that's been around for a while and uh, can be very inspiring to people and have a lifelong impact on their faith lives and their spirituality. And just a small addendum, you can tell me to edit this out if you want, but um, the uh, I commonly run into people who um, have a sour taste in their mouth about Jesuits because one or two Jesuits... Um, may uh, shed a bad light on the rest of the Jesuits. And and I would say from my own personal experience that the number of Jesuits that are good and holy men um, completely eclipse the amount of Jesuits that maybe get some bad press out there. Mm. Well, thank you for the... We keep uh, that in there? Well, I just, you know, I want to, if we're going to promote a Jesuit thing, I, I don't want people to be like, well, no... Right. I'm not right. going to do that. Right. <clears throat> yeah, There's no, I appreciate that. way and, more good Jesuits than there are Jesuits yeah. that are often beating their own drum. Yeah. Oh. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that plug. Did we pray? Let's pray. 
<laughs> so, uh, Father, I'm oh, going to... Oh, did we pray? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. did we pray? No, he, no. He I said amen. I didn't say I thought amen. maybe we had done that. <laughs> um, b- uh, before we start our prayer, I want to... Um, uh, and, and I didn't warn you this beforehand, but maybe we start including some uh, intentions of some of our, our listeners. Mm-hmm. By all um, means. So, um, so this week, I'll throw out... We have a, a relatively new listener who is, um, she's trying to start up uh, a nonprofit uh, mission for um, evangelization of uh, Catholicism in Japan. Mm, okay. And uh, she's, uh, she's, she's got a very solid group of people to put, help her put this together. Um, she's uh, struggling to uh, figure out how to get the 501c and, and, and get this whole nonprofit off the ground. So I would just ask that uh, we include her in our prayers this week. Yes. No, good idea. I appreciate that. So shall we move into our prayer? Yes, please. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to... Uh, reflect on the value of prayer and specifically on how we might find you more present and active in our daily life. So we ask for the inspiration we need to be men and women of prayer. Uh, We lift up to you whatever the needs and intentions are of people who might be listening to our podcast, and in particular uh, for the woman that uh, Jim just mentioned who is trying to launch this podcast. this uh, organization in Japan. I'd also like to pray for the seminarians that I work with, and especially those that were just recently ordained deacons. So Lord, hear all of the prayers that rise up in our hearts, and if they are truly good, we ask you to grant them through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, good job, Father. Thanks yeah, for you, walking Jim. us through that. All right, you're very welcome. And There's probably other aspects of being a Jesuit that we could cover sometime. In the hey, that might be a good idea. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, well, I think we would too. All righty. All right. Have a great well, you have a good week. week. You too, Jim. Mm-hmm.